Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. I just want you to know something. Serving God is something that men and women and boys and girls with honor and integrity and bravery must engage in. It's not a sheepish work. It's not something that should be done half-heartedly with cowardice. And it's not something that the servants of the Lord, if you find somebody that's a servant of the Lord, all they want to do is cry about how bad they've got it. They're no servant of the Lord. They're serving themselves. I have no patience for it, if you can't tell. <clears throat> Let my blood pressure get down a little bit. I promised the Lord I'd never preach mad. <laughs> but when we look at this, these boys at the school of the prophets, what were they doing? They said, we've got a problem. Elisha, we've got a problem. But not only did they come to the leader with the problem, they came to the leader with the solution. They said, hey, look, Brother Elisha, let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, take thence every man of beam, and let us make us a place where we may dwell. I love that. They saw a problem, but they weren't whining about how bad they had it. They said, we got a problem, but we'd like to fix it. Is that all right with you, preacher? Hallelujah. Man, I love it when people come with problems and solutions. I don't mind problems, but I love problems and solutions. And these boys, you know what? These were real servants of the Lord. They said, you know what? We got a problem, but we know how to fix it. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to have to work. We're going to have to take on some responsibility. But I can just imagine that dorm room meeting. They weren't whining. They weren't, they weren't fighting over ignorant points of division. Those guys in that dormitory said, it's getting tight in here. We want to serve God. We want to keep training to serve God. Let's just build us a new dorm. They were going to raise their own money. Hallelujah. It's great. So the Bible says, let us go, verse number 2, we pray thee unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there, where we may dwell. And he answered, go ye. He said, good, go for it, that's great. Look what the Bible says, verse number 3, and one said, be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. One of the boys said, hey, Elisha, won't you just go with us? And he answered, I will go. I like the spirit of Elisha too. Man, Elisha was a guy was a guy that just recently had been used of God to raise somebody from the dead. Elisha was a guy that God's power was resting on. Elisha was a guy that could draw a crowd and call down fire from heaven. Elisha was the kind of guy that could really get something done for God. But you know what Elisha was willing to do? When some wood needed to be cut, he was willing to roll up his sleeves and go to work. Hallelujah. I like it. They said, won't you go with us? All right, I'll go. You see the spirit? Man, I like it. That is a picture to me. When I see these young men who want to learn the work of God with a willingness to do something for God and His glory and just take something and take it on for themselves. And I see the man of God, the experienced man of God, and with a willingness to serve. By the way, if you're not ever, if you're not willing to serve, you'll not ever be able to lead. Ever. 
And Elisha says, I'll go. Verse number 4. So he went with him. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Folks, I want you to know something. There's no job too good for you. There's no job too low for you. And you're not too good for any job that the Lord may bring your way. I pray God will give us a spirit of service, a spirit, a spirit that's willing to say, I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll do whatever's necessary. I'll do what is expedient and right. I love that. They went and cut wood. It sounds like a high and holy calling for the men of God, right? I don't know about you, but I like chainsaw therapy. But it's right. The spirit of this school of the prophets and the prophet himself, it's right. They went to cut down wood. Here's what the Bible says in verse 5. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, it was borrowed. You know the story. One of the boys is cutting the beams, and he's whacking away, and I don't know if he misused his axe or overused his axe or failed to maintain his axe, but for some reason his axe failed. And when his axe failed, he took one swift swing and the axe head right into the Jordan, sunk to the bottom, broke his heart. He cried. He said, Elias, master, he calls on Elisha. He calls on the man of God who could maybe give him a hand. Elias, master, he says, it was borrowed. Man, he was really concerned. They didn't have enough money to buy their own tools, so they'd borrowed tools. I do that sometimes. They'd borrowed tools, and it was extra concerning to him. He said, you know, if I'd lost my own, it'd be one thing, but this thing was borrowed. The Bible says that the man of God said, where fell it? It was important that we note this, that Elisha said, hey, look, where did it fall? Where did it fall in? The guy thought for a minute and remembered right where it had landed and right where the cutting edge had been knocked loose. He goes to that spot, and the Bible says that he showed him the place. He cut down a stick, cast it in thither. By the way, he didn't fish it out with a stick. That's not what happened. He just took a stick and threw it on the water. I've got some notions as to why God chose a stick, but he took a stick, threw it on the water. The Bible says the iron did swim. The man, Elisha the prophet, the Bible says he said, take it up to thee, and he put, it out, he put out his hand and took it. And the man, the young servant, the young preacher boy, fixed his axe and went back to work. And God restored his effectiveness. The iron did swim. Here's the first thing I want to draw to your attention. Number one, the problem. Number one, the problem. The problem was very simple. The axe head fell into the water. The axe head fell in the water. In the midst of serving the Lord, he lost his cutting edge. Now, we see a setting here that's really nice. But in the midst of serving the Lord, he lost the axe head. It fell into the water. Now, when we think about that for a minute, we have to, just, we have to make some application. We've seen the interpretation. It's very plain. There's a multitude of applications we can make, and this is the direction I'd like to take. When we lose our cutting edge, what caused this young man to lose the axe head? 
I don't know about you, but I'm very hard on handles. My grandfather would testify to that. Because if a shovel handle is not strong enough for me, I break it. And I found out that most shovel handles aren't necessarily strong enough for me. I try things that I shouldn't. Now, here's the thing that we want to see. This guy, he broke his he broke his axe. He broke the handle. He had a loose head. He misused it. He overused it. He failed to maintain it. It may have just been an accident, but for some reason, the axe head fell off. Now, folks, I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about your Christian life and your service to the Lord Jesus. There are no doubt seasons where we backslide, and there are no doubt moments where we're not as effective as we ought to be. There's times when we're distracted with the things of the world, and we fail to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord, and our burden for serving Jesus isn't like it once was or like it should be. Now, there are things we do. You may misuse the tool that the Lord's given you, your life. I'll just tell you, we need to set our priorities straight. There are things in this world we need to say no to. There are things in this world that we need to say, they're not bad, but they distract me from doing what is most important. And there are things of God that we must say yes to. Some of you and some of us and I need to work on our priorities. If you're too busy to attend church, you're too busy. If you're too busy to read your Bible, you're too busy. If you're too busy... To do anything that is important to God in your life, then the things that are important to God must stand. And the things that are important to the flesh and the world must dwindle away. You see what happens when we get too busy. We misuse our opportunity or abuse our opportunity. The thing that happens is our cutting edge for the work of the Lord, it dulls and loses its ability. The problem was the axe head fell into the water. Have you misused it, overused it? Have you failed to maintain it? It may have been an accident. You let something, some life tragedy keep you from serving the Lord the way you once did or should have. At any rate, the problem that we need to look at is the axe head fell into the water. I want you to just ask the Lord, has your effectiveness for the cause of Christ taken a dive? Has your effectiveness for the cause of Christ sunk to the depths of the murky river? Has your effectiveness for the cause of Christ, has it sunk? Do you get the picture? If you're sinking in your service to Jesus, you've got a problem. We're tempted to just say, oh, well, forget the axe head altogether. We're tempted just to say, it wasn't my fault, and blow it off and walk away from the moment when we lost our effectiveness for Christ and just forget it ever happened. Folks, that's a problem. The problem. Do you have a problem? the answer is yes, then by all means, ask the Lord to restore your cutting edge, to restore your effectiveness, to cause your iron to swim. The problem, number one. Number two, the remedy. Now, I love how this young man responds to the problem. 
Look what the scripture says in verse number 5. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. The first thing he did was he cried. Now, folks, crying is something that I don't like to do publicly. But I'll tell you something. Crying is something that is well-received in the presence of God. God is moved by the cries of his children. God is touched by the burdens that we bear. And this young man, he cried. You know why I don't like to cry publicly? Because I'm a stubborn, prideful, arrogant man. And you are too. Some of you are stubborn, prideful, arrogant women. But we all got a streak in it of it, of it in us, correct? You know why I don't like to cry to God? Because I want to do it by myself as long as I can. How foolish. I'll tell you something. This young man responded the right way. When he saw that he'd lost his effectiveness, when he'd lost his accent, he cried. He didn't just cry and whine to his buddies. I'm telling you what, I'm not ever serving God again. Look what happens to me every time I try something. It all goes bad. Wah, wah, wah. He didn't cry and bellyache and moan and complain and gripe like a big crybaby. He cried to the man of God and to God himself because he went somewhere where he could get legitimate help. I'll tell you what, if we'd spend as much time and energy and effort pouring out our complaint to God righteously as we spend time pouring out our complaint to any itching ear that will hear, we might see more done for the cause of Christ. This man, his remedy began right. He humbled himself and cried to God and cried to the man of God. He went somewhere where he could get help. A lot of folks cry about their situations. But they don't want help. They just want somebody to cry with them so they can just keep crying and belly aching and moaning. I've met people who make up stuff to whine about. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chilhowiebaptist.com.